0: sabbath all right shall we uh, reverently open up with a silent word of prayer Amen. All right, good morning once again. Good morning. So it's been about four weeks since I've been here. Um, I'm happy to be back. And um, as, as Rashad said, the Lord did bless us while we were there in, in Jamaica. Um, but one of the things he blessed us with is much, much new light. And um, what, what, what I'm about to do this morning is some thoughts that the Lord opened up while I was there. Um, I do believe that we should understand it. They're not, uh, you know, majorly new things, but the Lord is helping us to better understand the things that He's been opening up to us. The heading of the notes is the 2300 days. And um, I, I trust that we all have uh, uh, an understanding of how to teach the, 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 the natural in the 2300 days how at least how to lay out these dates and these times understanding what happened where and all these things amen, amen. this is something i think we should all have by now um so while it is titled the 2300 days i'm not going to go into the times and all that stuff but more so there is a spiritual understanding that we must have in relation to these 2300 days and um by god's grace This morning's discussion will help us to get a little better understanding. The floor is open for questions, comments, thoughts. Um, Not interested in finishing it, but I'm really interested in us just understanding what the Lord is opening up to us here at the end of the world. Amen? Amen. All right. So, Daniel 8, 13 and 14. The Bible says, Then I heard one saint speaking, and another saint said unto that certain saint which spake, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily and the transgression of desolation to give both the what? Sanctuary. The sanctuary and the host to be trodden on the foot. And he said unto me, Unto 2,300 days then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. So there's a question and there's an answer. The question is how long shall be given to trample the sanctuary, right? For, for the daily and the transgression. And the answer comes back, on the 2,300 days, then shall the sanctuary be Cleaned. cleansed. So there is a work of trampling, but there is also a work of cleansing, all right? Who cleanses the sanctuary? Christ, right? That's what Daniel 9 shows us, amen? It says uh, uh, 60 and three, two, 69 weeks to the Messiah, the Prince, amen? The anointed one, right? The one anointed to cleanse the sanctuary, Amen. But the Bible says that way, your God, is in the... So, and there is a process before we get to the day of atonement. Amen? Amen. Amen. So on the board, I have this process. I'm, I'm going to highlight this process. It says, um, so from Eden to uh, 31, we have the other court, right? Amen? Amen. Christ, uh, the, all the types pointed to... The cross. Amen? He was just teaching him about his work that he was about to do here. So this is the outer court. On October uh, on 31 AD, he went into the holy place, and that takes us from where? From 31 AD to? To October 22nd, 1844, mm-hmm. you have this holy place. And then... From 1844, when does that work end? No. When does that work end? At the close of probation. Right? Because he he changes his garment. Right? So now you have this most holy place experience. Now this work, who does this work? Who does this work? Who does this work? Christ. Christ. Come on, speak up. All right? Christ. Christ is the one that's doing this work. He died. He went into the holy place. He went into the most holy place. Amen? Amen. It's Christ, right? C H R I S T. And so the the question is asked, how long shall be given the daily and the transgression of desolation to do what? To mar or to keep this work from the people. Amen? Because that's really what they did, right? They, to keep this work, to keep the people from understanding. Paganism hid the understanding of the work in the outer court and then papalism hides the understanding in the work of the holy place and at the end this last work, um, Adventists along with, a nominal Adventists along with the, the nominal churches, they hide, they try to hide that work from uh, the remnant at the end of the world. Amen? All right. So, in John 1, the Bible says, in the beginning was the what? Was the Word. What is the Word? The Word was God, yes. The Word was made? Flesh. But how, how do we have that Word at the end of the world? Through the, Through the Bible. So if Christ, right, Christ has to do a work, what also has to do a work? The Bible. But the, the Bible says, thy way, O God, is in the? Sanctuary. So the Bible then should have a similar pattern as Christ. Yeah. Amen. He's the Word. The Bible is the Word. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So when was the Bible? When at what point in history did the Bible begin to be suppressed? Five thirty-eight. Amen. So from five thirty-eight, right, um, to seventy to seventeen ninety-eight, the Bible was oppressed. Amen. And the Lord tells us in, um, in, 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 in Revelation uh, 11, it says what? The court, which is without, leave out. He calls the 1260 to what? The court. And for 1260 years, the Bible was being trampled in the court. Everyone's following? All right. So that ended in 1798. And what happened in 1798 according to Revelation 10? The first angel's message arrived to do what? Revelation 10 says he came down with what? A little book. Open. How was that manifested? How 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 what was the experience that showed that the book was open? An increase of knowledge, who by whom? By whom? By William Miller. And the Lord confirmed that on August 11, 1840 by having that prophecy come through. Amen. He confirmed the rules of prophetic interpretation. He confirmed that there was a people on the planet who could do what? Understand the Bible. right? So, 1798, the Lord raised up a people to do what? To feed the masses the bread of life. Amen? Where do we find the bread in the sanctuary? In the holy place. From 1798 to 1844... The Bible is going through a holy place experience. Everyone's following? It is at this point, Christ is now what? Feeding his people the scriptures. And when you come to October 22nd, 1844, what happens to those people? What does he tell them to do? That too, in Revelation 10. Prophesy. Prophesy again. Amen? So it's demonstrating that the work for them was what? Was finished. It was accomplished. Right? She says the first and second was to accomplish a specific work. Amen. And when that work was accomplished, the people were told, Prophesy again. And now the Bible is where now I call, is in the hearts of the people. Amen. It's in the most holy place. Everyone following? Because they went into the most holy place by what? By faith. Right? So from 1844 onwards, the Bible is now having this most holy place experience i don't know if i'm saying that right but everybody following what i'm saying i'm showing that the bible has the same pattern as christ amen all right now when probation closes christ ends his work in the most holy place in the sanctuary so when does the work for the bible end? At the the close of probation, there's a change, amen? All right. So, I'm going to make this this thought, right? Is that at the Sunday law, there's going to be a change in the way the Bible works. Everyone's following me? All right. So, when you come to the Sunday law, what does the Lord now have? A people, right? He gives them the what? The latter rain, and they go to proclaim the Sabbath more? Fully, by precept and example, right? They become the epistles. Amen? The Lord now makes a change, in the, because why does Revelation 18 come, according to the Scriptures? According to them, why? Because of a rejection of the truths that will open up on October 22, 1844. Where is those truths from? In the Bible. So when they reject it, what is the Lord going to raise up? A new method, right? It's still based on the same principle. Amen? Everyone's following? So it is in this sense, I'm saying the Sunday law, right? But this work carries all the way to the pros of probation. Amen? Everybody's following? In the French Revolution, what did they do to the Bible? They crucified it. Or they, try, they try to take it away from the people. Well, the Sunday law is that time. The Sunday law is also that time of the French Revolution when they're going to crucify those who stand in the Bible. Amen? All right, so follow me along. The Bible says, Unto 2,300 years, then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. What is Christ cleansing from the sanctuary? Sin. What needs to be cleansed from the Bible? Errors. Amen. All the errors that were brought in by the daily and the transgression of desolation or, or, or the papacy during the 1260. All the errors that came in now are going to need to be cleansed. And when you come to uh, the Sunday law, God now has the people what? Cleansed. Cleanse. Cleansed of all the errors, right? That was brought in to the word of God. Amen? And these people have to walk perfectly from that point onwards all the way to the close of probation. Amen? Demonstrating that they have no error. For this reason, I'm saying the Bible, it ends for the Bible at the Sunday law because now the Lord has a people who is cleansed of all errors. Everyone's following? But at the, at the close of probation, the Lord now has what? A church that is cleansed from all errors. sinners. Sinners. Everyone's following? Are we following? Yeah. I, I, I really want us to follow this, right? Because I think we, we need to understand this. So, so we must understand the, the daily transgression of solution, it, it, it kills the understanding of Christ's work, but it also brings in much error into the scriptures, the thing that Christ has left for us. And Christ has to cleanse them both, right? He has to cleanse you and I from the errors, and But when we, when we are cleansed from our errors, where does it go? In the sanctuary. So then he has to cleanse the, the sanctuary. Amen? Amen. So, the daily and the transgression of desolation. Daniel 8, 9, and 10. We must understand what they are if we have to understand what needs to be cleansed. Amen? It says, And out of one of them came forth a, a little horn, which waxed great, exceeding great, towards the south, towards the east, and towards the pleasant land and it waxed great even to the host of heaven and it cast down some of the host of the stars to the ground and stamped upon them yea he magnified himself even to the prince of the host and by him the daily was taken away and the place of his sanctuary cast down and an host was given him against the daily by reason of transgression and it cast down the what the truth, the truth. what is the truth the Bible, right? It cast it down to the ground. So let us go, let us break this down. The little horn in this chapter is Rome. Rome in its two phases. Alright? It's Rome in its two phases. It's not part, it's not pagan or papal. It's representing the, the whole, right? And then you go to verse 10. It says it wax great even to the host of heaven. This we find explained in Revelation chapter 12 verses 3 and 4. In Revelation 12, 3 and 4, the Bible says, And there appeared a w- another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And he still drew what? Third a third part of the stars from where? Heaven. heaven. And it tells us in Daniel that what? It waxed great even to the host of? Heaven. heaven. But these are activities that are happening on earth. Amen. So, what is heaven a symbol for in this earth? The government, the government right? This power, this uh, this power, this part of Rome, took a part, a third part of the Jewish government, right? The Jewish government was made up of the Sanhedrin, I think the priesthood, and the kings, right? The kings was taken away because who was replaced as king in Jerusalem? Herod. Herod was made king. Everybody's following? Are we following? Amen? All right. Herod was made king. There goes the hosts, right? There goes that part, the third part. Now, verse 11 says, Yea, of Daniel 8 says, He magnified himself even to the prince of the host. What is that? We should all know that. Where was that fulfilled? Rome magnifying themselves to the prince of the host. It's the cross, right? This was all that was done on the pagan Rome. Amen? Amen? It was pagan Rome. Then it says, And by him the daily was taken away. What year was that? 508. Right? Amen. And the place of his sanctuary cast down. Verse 12. And an host was given him against the? Daily, by reason of what? By reason of transgression. And it cast the what to the ground? Mm. So this part, this work, this part of the work in Rome, is not, the, it's not magnifying himself up to Christ, but it's casting down the what? Mm. So when do we just understand that the Bible was trampled? The truth was trampled? The 1260. 538 to 798. So it's easy. We read those few verses and we can see pagan Rome followed by? papal room. It's easy to see, right? So when the angel comes in chapter 8, he says how long shall be the vision concerning paganism and papalism? It's all all here in the verse, right? And the answer comes back unto 2,300 days then shall the sanctuary be cleansed. Papalism, I mean paganism is the dragon. Amen? And the dragon was in the Eden. Amen? Was he there from the beginning? So Christ had to come and f- and fix all the problems from Eden in 31 AD, he cast out the dragon. Amen. Amen? Amen? And then he went into the heavenly sanctuary, and then the papacy comes up to cast down the truth. Okay. Amen? Amen? Go ahead, Gennaro. What you see is the paganism, the paganism, war against the system Christ set up to teach the truth. Amen. In the sanctuary in yes. The papacy war against the system Christ set up to teach truth, the Bible, and the Christians. Amen. And, and, okay, uh, They're going to do the same thing. Right, War against those who Christ set up with the third angel's message. Amen? Amen. So let's continue. So the, the whole purpose of the cleansing is because of these two verses. All right, these, these two powers. This is what I wanted to show. The whole purpose of the cleansing. These two powers have been trampling Christ's work in the sanctuary in the sense of that they're hindering an understanding of it. Right? Not in the way... Say again. Yes, they're taking away the key of knowledge. Amen? And when the Bible was given to man, Satan changed and he raised up a power that says what? I am Lord over the Bible. Right? In pagan Rome, they said, I'm Lord over the earth. No one could be king but us. When Christ came, they said, is this your king? Right? But then once Christ changed from that, from the earthly, and he goes into the scriptures, now he's doing something spiritual, like and raise up. Someone who saved their Lord over spiritual things. They determine where people go and they die. They determine um, who gets to heaven and who gets to hell. Right? So let us continue. Revelation 13 and verse 1, it says, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horn ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet was, like, was as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the what? The dragon gave him what? Power, seed, and Great. There is a transition. This is all teaching us the same thing that we learned in Daniel 8. Amen? By a host was given him, and by him the daily was taken away. All right? And the place of his sanctuary cast down. And then it says the dragon, paganism, gave what? His power to the papacy. Amen? All right. And then he says, and I saw one of his hairs that he were wounded to... Yeah, taking us to 1799. Amen? All right. So Daniel 12.4. It says, But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal up the book, even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And I heard, but I understood not. Then I, then said I, O my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. end. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Now, this is the Bible being explained to God's people. It says that the time of the end is when the wise were going to understand. The Bible is now having its, now we're in the holy place, so to speak, in relation to the scriptures. And Revelation 11 gives us that because it tells us that 1260 is the other court. Amen? Amen. That's where it's resurrected. Right? When Christ resurrected, where did, he, where did he go? Into the holy place. So when the Bible is resurrected, where does it go? It's the same principle. Amen? Revelation 10, verse 2 says, And he had in his hand a little book open. Amen. Revelation 14, 1 to 5, it says, After this I looked, and behold, a door was open where? In heaven, and the the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet uh, talking with me, which says, "Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter." And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone, and there was a rainbow round about the throne in the sight inside like an emerald, like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were, f- were uh, four and twenty elders, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty. El- Sorry, and round about the throne was four and twenty seats, and uh, upon the seat I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are before which are the seven spirits. Of God, where this, this this scene is taking place in what part of the sanctuary? In the holy place, right? You have the seven lamps, right? We just saw that the Bible, when in 1798, the little book is open. Amen. In in in, in the previous cha- um, reading. So in 1798, there's a book open, and it's the holy place experience. Amen. Now we're in Revelation 4, and we have um, this situation in the holy place. Amen? Now, I'm not going to read Revelation 1. I, was, I just had a day to show that the seven lambs were in the holy place. Now let's go to Revelation 5, and verse 1. It says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne a what? A book written within and on the backside what? sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not, the line of the tribe of... The of Judah, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. Christ is the line of the tribe of Judah. Amen? When did he prevail? The resurrection. Amen? This is what it's pointing to. That's where he prevailed. And he prevailed to do what? To open the book. Amen? We saw in chapter 4 that this is the holy place experience. So when did Christ go into the holy place? 31 AD. To do what? Come to this chapter. To open the book. Amen? Let us continue. It says, And I beheld, lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes. And when the seven spirits of God, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth in all the earth. And he came and did what? Took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had took the book, the four beasts and the the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the what? Prayers of the saints. Let us go to Revelation Um, 10. Uh, I'm missing something. Go, go in the Bible to Revelation uh, 6. Go in the Bible. Revelation 6. Amen. Amen? Revelation 6 and verse 1. Are we there? Mm-hmm. It says, And I saw when the Lamb opened what? One of the seals, and I heard as it were a noise of the thunder, one of the? Four beasts saying what? Come, Come and see. And in chapter, in verse, um, in, in verse 2, he says, behold a what? A white horse. What is the white horse a symbol for? The purity, the purity of the church in that history. Amen? And that history was from basically Pentecost Amen. forward. So when Christ opened the book in Revelation, what, what history did he give them? the history that they were just about to enter into. Amen? So the opening of the book in Revelation 4 and 5 gives us the history from 31 A.D. all the way to 1844. Everyone's following? But the opening of the little book in Revelation 10 gives us the history from 1798 to 1844. Why am I saying that? Because it says, when he opened the book, what other their voices? Seven thunders. And L.O.I. says the seven thunders is a delineation of events that transpired where? Under the first and second. All right? So when you when you read this, you see the Bible has its history and sanctuary experience. Christ does the work of the sanctuary. When the Bible is open, it's the holy place. And when the, ho- when the holy place was open, it was the holy place. Everybody's following? Everybody's following what I'm saying? All right? So the Bible is plain to us what histories we have to look for when Christ does particular works. Amen. All right. This is how we follow the lamb, whithersoever he goeth. But this is also how we have to follow the Bible, whithersoever it goeth. And can I raise a, a quote? Can I remember the quote? <coughs> she says, the Bi- we must hear the voice of the Bible and something. The quote that you were talking about the other day. She says you must, uh, it's the Bible and God. She, she was making that distinction. Yes, we must have faith in God and in the Bible. Amen? Because the Bible has a work and God does a work. This you is you have faith in God, You're only taking a lamp but you have no oil. Amen. Amen. So I, I, I do believe that this, this is te- this is showing us this. Right? Christ has a work, but the Bible also has a work. And um both both the day Satan is trying to cover both, but Christ comes to do a work of cleansing of both of them. And that work starts October 22nd, 1844. So go back to the notes. Now, it's really important that we understand um, this, this cleansing, right? Because we ought to follow the Lamb with us he goeth. Amen? So, I didn't read Revelation... Um, Did I read Revelation 10? No? Yes, Revelation 10 and verse 8. Let's read this one. It says, And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and what? Take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up. It shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as what? So this experience from 798. 1844 is an experience as sweet as what? It's this honey. Yes, it's twofold, right? Because one time, because the honey was to be sweet, and then what follows? They had a sweetness coming out of of, of August 11, 1840. amen? But they had a bitter experience right there at April 19. But the Lord repeated that experience. That was the one that, that take you to the most holy place amen that was the one they really needed right yes they found the Messiah amen all right so the sweetest hun- the honey experience is like it's really the midnight cry to October 22nd but I'm, but also it was sweet to them on August 11 1840 amen because all of them took, what is it, all the virgins took their lamps amen, amen. There, it was beautiful truths. But it brought him to a disappointment. And the Lord repeated that same thing. At the midnight cry, they trimmed their lamps and did what? Went forth again. Mm -hmm. Amen? And then they came to again to a a disappointment. So in that one verse, you could see the entire history of the millerite. Sweet in the mouth. um, It says, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up. It shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be sweet in thy mouth. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And the only place we have the bread to eat is in the holy place. Amen? So let us go to Jeremiah 15. This is the experience of the Millerites. It says, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy word was unto me the joy of the rejoicing of mine heart. For I am called by... Thy name, O Lord God of hosts. Amen. I sat not in the assembly of mockers, nor rejoiced. I sat how? Alone. We'll come back to that part. Because thy hand, because of thy hand, for thou hast filled me with indignation. Why is my pain perpetual? There's a disappointment. Amen. Amen. And my wound incurable, which refuseth to be healed. But the Bible says, though it tarry what? Wait for it, right? Wilt thou be altogether unto me as a liar, as the waters that failed. fail? They thought it failed on, on April 19th. Amen? Mm-hmm. All right. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, if thou return, then I will bring thee again, and thou shalt stand before me. And if thou take forth the precious from the vile, thou shalt be as my mouth. Mm-hmm. Right? This, maybe we'll get to that today, that part, but it's nice to understand what it means to be God's mouth. It says, let them return unto thee, and return not, n- return not thou unto them. This is marking now the separation of Adventists from the rest of the Protestants. Amen? Protestants have to come to Adventists. Adventists is never to go to Protestants since October 22nd. Amen? All right. It says, and I will make thee unto these people a fence brazen wall, and they shall fight against thee. But they shall not prevail against thee, for I am with thee to save thee and to deliver thee, saith the Lord. And I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. On October 22nd, 1844, were God's people redeemed from the hand of the terrible. From the terrible errors that they were following, which was the Sunday worship. Amen? Say again? Yes, from the heathen and the... And what is the heathen? The daily. Amen? So, right here, the Lord come and He cleanses and He delivers His people, but, but, the, but we are still in earth, right? There is still another deliverance. Amen? And so, on, our, on the Sunday law, the Lord is going to deliver us by giving us the light of Revelation 18. Amen. It was the beginning of that deliverance. And at the Sunday law, the Bible will have done his work in our heart. The Lord will have done his work in cleansing us from the errors of the Bible. You know what that means? The work we are doing now is extremely important. He's, he's cleansing errors. That's what he's saying. He's cleansing errors and he's using us in that work of spreading the truth of the errors that are us following? Who, who else is doing this work? Yes, that's not what I'm saying. Who else do we know that's doing this work that we're doing? The Lord does have 7,000. I'm not saying there is no one, but what I'm saying is it's a very small number of people on this earth that is, that is Lord, that, and we should be privileged to assist in this work. Right? Not only privileged, we should be humbled. And we, sh- we should have a real solemnity about us. In this work we're doing right now. Because at the Sunday law, the Bible says the whole earth will be lightened with this. What, what? There's a people who have such an understanding of the truth that no man can even say. And this is the work he's doing, cleansing the errors from the scriptures. But, there is still, but where are we still? In this earth. Right? So then that work has to go then to the close of probation. Because at the close of probation, he closes up the work of cleansing, amen, the sanctuary. And then there is one more change that must take place, amen. A change in his garment, but also a change in our garment. When we change from mortality to immortality, and then the Lord takes us away from this earth, amen. All right, so the, the deliverance. And that's the deliverance in Daniel 12.1. It says, and at that time, Michael shall stand up to deliver his people. Amen? But at the Sunday law, does he stand up to deliver us as well? Yes, from all the errors that was handed down by the heathen and the, and the papists. Right? It only, I cannot say it only began, begun on October 22nd, 1844. All right? So let us continue. If we go to Numbers 23 and verse 9, Balaam, in this prophecy, says, from the top of the rocks I see him, and from the hills I behold him. Lo, these people shall what? This was Jeremiah's experience, right? He said, I sat alone. Amen? It says, and shall not be reckoned among the what? Nations. Among the nations. And the Bible says, also, that nation whom thou shalt come out of, I shall what? I judge. As the Lord is cleansing us from this truths, he's taking us out from the, from the nations. And so what is, what is going to happen after that? He's going to judge that. That's true. But he's going to also judge that nation. Right? Adding evidence to the judgment that comes on the United States at the Sunday law. Amen? Because he's taken us out of that nation by the truths that we receive now. Well, it's not here, but yeah, Now, in this time, and also from the civil Sunday law to the Sunday law. And he will be judging that nation. Amen? Amen, Let us continue. Who can count the dust of Jacob and the number of the fourth part? What is the fourth part of Israel? The The fourth generation. Right? The fourth part. The remnant. Amen? Listen to what Balaam said. Let me die the death of the? Let my last end be like his. Balaam wanted to be down here. He saw it. He saw that the Lord was going to have a people cleansed. Amen? And he says, let me die their death. All right? He wanted to be here. People that had a thorough understanding of the scriptures, right? Who had no error, no guile in their mouth. Balaam wanted to be here. And this is the work that the Lord is doing right now by cleansing us from these errors. This is what the 2300 days is about. Right? It's not enough to know it, 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 uh, it ends on October 22nd, 1844. It's not enough. We must understand the work that he's doing. Amen? So the Bible says the work here is first sweet and then, and then bitter, right? That's the work that brings us to the cleansing. Let us continue. It says, Ezekiel chapter 3, Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest, eat this roll, and go what? Prophesy again. Amen? Go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with the roll that I I I give thee. Then did I what? Eat, and it was in my mouth honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go. Get thee unto the house of Israel and speak my words unto them. And he told Jeremiah, you shall be as my mouth. Right? So every time you eat the little book, what's the the call? To be God's mouth. To prophesy. To prophesy again. Amen? So, but the Bible says, it shall be sweet as honey. Did did you know the Bible says there is something that's sweeter than honey? Yes. Yes, let's read it. I love this. The experience from 1798 to 1844 is sweet as honey, but bitter at the end. Amen? Amen. Let us us continue. Psalms 19 and verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure, enlighten the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. And the messages fear God and give Him... Glory, right? It says the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring for ever. The judgments. Fear God because He's what? For the hour of His judgment is. This, this is what David is talking about. Amen. He says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine. Sweeter also than what? So the little book was open and it was sweet. But the Lord had something else that was sweeter. He gave it to them on October 22nd, 1844. He gave them His law. The Bible says the law is sweeter than honey. You know why? To receive that law, you must be cleansed. This... Go ahead. Because It demands blood. Yes. Yes. This is why the law is sweeter. To receive God's law in the heart, you have been cleansed. You have made it into the most holy place and not consumed. Go ahead, Kunar. I'm going to say, one of the main reasons it's sweeter
1: is because God himself speaks to you. Amen. When
0: you go to Exodus 20, when you go to Exodus 16, they ate the manna that was sweet. Yep. Moses gave it to them. Amen. On October 22, God saved all people, but God was more sweet. Amen. Amen. Amen before God spoke to them what did he tell Moses to do? wash them for two days wash them in the first and second and you come up to the third and what do you receive? law the voice of God amen this is what the 2300 days is teaching us God wants to write his laws in our hearts amen in order for him to do that, we must have an understanding of the first and second. We must understand the messages that brings us to the cleansing. Everyone's following? Because in order to come to the most holy place, you must have something that is cleansed. If it's not cleansed, the Lord can't reveal his law to you. This is why she can say, on the Sunday, law, we receive the latter rain more because something is cleansed. The Lord is really cleansing us. I, I really want us to understand that. He is really cleansing us. The truth that He's opening up to our minds now is really to cleanse us. This is what the 2300 days is teaching. Not, October, not there we are October 20th. Nah, no. He's really cleansing us. And as we follow the work of Christ in relation to the work of the Bible... We can't see how he's doing that cleansing. And this is why I like the quote that Canary, you must have faith in the Bible and in God. They had faith in the Bible from 1798 to 1844. But then they had faith in God. She says, We saw the Sabbath. Right? And the Bible says, They entered, I mean, she tells us, they entered into the most holy place by what? Faith in whom? Faith in God. Faith in the one that is doing the actual work of cleansing. Right? So it's not enough to just believe in God's word, but we must see the work that Christ is doing in connection to what we believe. That's what she says, in GC. the voice of God, Moses and the prophets. Just like Israel Mount Sinai, let Moses speak to us. amen so back to the notes Psalms 19 is 19 yes verse uh, 10 we just read that the law is sweeter than honey amen and this is what you receive you get the honey but you get the sweeter than honey this is what this is the time period we live in in the time period that's sweeter than honey amen now the next verse says moreover by them is thy servant what if any man worship the beast and his image, the same shall drink. Isn't that a warning? It's by that law, right? When an when understanding of the Sabbath came, now you could give the message, If any man worship the beast and his Amen. image. So moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of them, there is what? Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I saw the Son of Man coming in a club with a sickle in his hand. To do what? To reap the harvest. David saw the end of the world. This is what all the prophets spoke of the end of the world. This is why Balaam wanted to be here. He said, let me die the death of the righteous. He wanted to be here. Let me be like the righteous. So let us continue. This verse, verse 12. Who can understand his what? Do we have errors? Cleanse me thou from what? Secret. There is the cleansing that Christ wants to do in us. Amen? This is the cleansing. Cleanse me thou from secret. We need to pray this prayer more than ever. Who, on October 22nd, 1844, did the Millerites understood their error? Well, not on October 22nd, but the time period. She says, the, 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 um, the most holy place was open and she went in there and she saw the ark and in the ark she saw what? The Ten Commandments. And in the Ten Commandments she saw the fourth commandment with a halo brighter than all the others. And what came to her? Her sin. That's what came to her. Her secret fault. Amen? And from that moment on what did the Lord do? They, they, they began to keep the Sabbath because they were cleansed from that secret fault. Amen. Right? Because you must have the character of Christ in you in order to stand before the Father. Christ is the one that went from the holy to the most holy place. Amen? Amen. And those who ate the little book went in with him Amen. by faith. Amen? All right. So, it says, Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sin. Let them, not, let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be what? Upright. Upright and I shall be innocent of the great transgression. And the Bible says, how long shall be the vision concerning the daily and the what? And the transgression. Didn't the Lord kept them from a great transgression on October 22nd? Because it was the papacy, the transgression of desolation, that fed them this evil of Sunday keeping. And the Lord kept them back from that transgression. Amen. It says, let the words of my mouth. prophesy again. Amen. Jeremiah said, thy words were found and I eat them. And he says, the Lord says, you shall be my mouth. After you eat the little book, you become that mouth. And he says, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let us go to Psalms 119, because this is connected now to Psalms 19. David says, I have seen the end of all perfection. Where has he seen it? That way, O God, is in the? That's what David said, right? Then I went into the sanctuary and I saw the, the end. So he says, I have seen the end of all perfection. But thy commandment is what? Exceeding broad. So even though Ellen them was keeping the commandments, it was broader than they thought. There was one they didn't see. And when they went into the most holy place, the Lord opened it up to their eyesight. Amen? Amen. This is David. David is saying the same thing. Like he says, when, basically, when he went into the sanctuary, he saw that the commandment was exceeding broad. Amen? Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Thou through thy commandments had made me what? Wiser. Didn't the wise took their lamps with them? Didn't the wise go in with the bridegroom? Because they were made wiser than their brethren. Amen. Amen. That's nice. Nope. Yep. Same thing as the Pharisees. Amen. Amen. They were drinking the the, the wine. It says, uh, verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep thy precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way. To understand is to depart from. David had an understanding, amen? That I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me. How sweet are thy words to my taste. Yea, sweeter than what? Honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. That's the law written on the heart. heart. Amen? Amen. That's what what Ellen White received on October 12th. She hated every false way. And she became God's mouth. Everyone's following? Alright. It says it is time for thee to work, Lord. Where, does he, where is he now taking us? In, to Sunday law. Right? This first portion is him as a millerite. He says, now I have thy law, now I hate every false way. And then now the next verse says, it is time for thee to work, Lord. Amen. This, amen. This is us now at the end of the world. Who are the ones that are going to say it's time for thee to work? We, we are. If we're faithful, we're the ones. We're going to echo those words. It's time for thee to work, Lord, because they've made void die Right here at the Sunday law. Once they make void this law, it is finished. The Lord now has to raise up a new method because he can't touch them. He can't reach no one by that anymore. So now he has to raise up a new method. He's going to raise up a people filled with the latter rain. And they're going to go forward and proclaim the Sabbath more fully. Way more than what we had in the, in, in, um, from Millerite right? history. Amen? It says, therefore, I love thy commandments above what? More to be desired are they than gold. Yea, above fine gold, he says. Therefore, I esteem thy precepts concerning all things to be what? Right, and I hate every false way. The Millerites hated every false way at, the, at, at um, October 22nd. We ought to hate every false way at the Civil Sunday Law. Everyone's following? He, they, we, he's bringing us back to this same experience. At the Civil Sunday Law, we ought to be able to say, I hate every false way. It's time for thee to work, Lord, because they've made void thy law. They're going to first make void the law of marriage. Isn't that what the Lord has been teaching us? Then they're going to make void the law of the Sabbath. And at both times, we have to call for the judgment. Amen? Now let's go to John chapter 2. Sweeter than honey. Right? We're still looking at it. The law is sweeter than honey. It was sweet to the Millerites, and it's sweeter on October 22nd. But for us, what they received on October 22nd was just sweet. Amen? And then we come to our history, 1989, and onwards, we're, we're, we're in here. And what has what the Lord given us to eat? The little book, the seven thunders, amen? Mm-hmm. And it's also what? It's sweeter than what the millerites received, amen? Mm-hmm. But when you take the text and apply it to our time, it's just sweet, which means something coming that is sweeter. And at the Sunday law, what we've received in this time would only be sweet. And then we receive the latter rain and went and go to proclaim the Sabbath more sweeter. But then when Christ comes at the close of probation, what we received was only sweet. Now the close of probation, we're going to receive something. Still, that is only just sweet. Until he comes is the sweetest thing when the law is not with you. Amen. It's a really, the, the cleansing this is what it is. The cleansing is, the, is this sweetness that we're partaking in. Huh? When the Lord is with you. When he's with you. Literally. When he comes literally. The law. Christ is the law. He comes literally. right? Uh, you, you literally. The 140,000 they go participate in the work. Whatever work in the sanctuary. She says they become a part of that work. Right? So the point I'm making is that the 2,300 days is the sweeter than honey. When you come to the end, the cleansing, that's the sweetness. Whenever we learn new truth, how do we feel? Right? Whenever we know that we've overcome something, how, it, that's the sweetness. Right? That's the sweetness. The cleansing of the sanctuary is the sweetness that he wants to give us. And Paul says, you are a sanctuary. Is that what he said? Right? And that, he's also cleansing that sanctuary. <clears throat> Amen? But we must, we must understand though, his work in the in the in the in the heavenly sanctuary, as well as the work of the scriptures upon our lives, amen. The scriptures are left here to demonstrate His work up there, and while He's cleansing up there, we're being cleansed down here, amen. This is what it means to follow the Lamb whithersoever He goeth. All right. So let us continue. John chapter two and verse one to ten. The Bible says, "And on the third day there was a what." When is the marriage? What history do we have that teaches us the marriage? Melrite history, right? The Bible says, they they that were ready went in and the doors. And she says, it is in this sense they went into the marriage, right? By faith, they went into the cleansing. Amen? But that was the transition from the judgment of the? No, that was the transition from the holy, sorry, to the? Most holy into the judgment of the? Dead. Right? So this same truth also applies to the judgment of the... So the marriage is the Sunday law. Yeah. Amen? So it says, There was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called, and who else was called? His disciples. Who, who is a disciple? Those that have the truth. I think in John something, it says, um, if, if something, he are my disciples. If you continue my word, ye am I. So those who continue in the word of God, right? From 1989 all the way to the Civil Sunday Law, coming up to the Sunday Law, are Christ's disciples. So Jesus was called, and all those who have the truth of Daniel eleven forty 40 to 45 is also called. Amen? This is what this is teaching us. Amen? Let's continue. It says, And they wanted what? They wanted the doctrine. Alright? They wanted the truth. Alright? And it says, the mother of Jesus said, "They have no—that's their condition. They have no truth." Then it says, "Jesus said unto—Jesus said unto her, <clears throat> this, is, this is the same as the midnight
1: cry. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We have no light, but then the count says that there was one, the, uh, yeah, with amen, with new A- is amen. To to and what was he pointing to? The sweetness, amen. right.'" Let us continue. So our midnight cry is going to point to the civil Sunday law. Amen? Because we have to have that experience before we can have the full experience at the Sunday law. And no one pointing to the Sunday law, I think it's easier to see it to some extent at the Sunday law. Right? But we have to see it at the midnight cry as well. Amen? In, in measure there. So let us continue. It says, Jesus saith unto a woman, What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto his servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And there was set what? Six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus saith unto them, Fill the water pots with what? Water. With water. And they filled them up to the brim. Now, I already said it already says the disciples were in this marriage. Yeah? but I also want to make this point that the water pots are also the disciples. All right? So at the Sunday, Lord, Jesus is going to say, fill my people with the latter rain. She says we received the latter rain and went to proclaim the Sabbath how? But how does the latter rain fall? First the? First the water. Amen? The former is the water and then the wine. The former turns to wine. Amen? So it says, fill them up with water, and they fill them to the brim. They got a full measure. Amen? This is what he's teaching. Everything that they could handle at that point was given to them. Alright? Right up to the brim. Praise God for that. Now let's go to Proverbs 18 and verse 4. Water pots. The words of a man's mouth are as what? Deep waters. Okay? So in filling up the water pot, Jesus is filling up The words of man, the the mouth of man. We are becoming his mouth. Amen? Amen, Alyssa? Yes. Amen. Verse 8. And he said unto them, what? Draw "Draw out now and bear it to whom? (laughs) The governor of the feast and they bear it. Here, this is all work. We have to do it at the midnight cry. We're going to draw out that water and bear it to the governor of the feast. Now, the governor of the feast here represents both church and state. I want us to see that. It represents both the leaders in the church and the leaders in the state. And we're going to take this water and we're going to bear it to them. Amen? Amen. Amen. It says, verse 9, When the ruler of the feast tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew. Amen? Praise God. We will know where the water came from. Amen? Amen. It says, And the governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him. What? Every what? Every man. At the beginning doth set forth what? Good wine. Sweet wine. Amen? And when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept what? The sweet wine. The sweeter wine. Till now. Amen? There is a real message the Lord wants to give us here at the Sunnilo. But I'll take it back. There is a message He's, he's giving us now Amen. that's sweeter than what the Millerites received. Theirs was the good wine. Amen. Theirs was the good wine. Amen. Everybody's following this? Mm-hmm. This is what the 2300 days is designed to show us. Our position and work. So let us avail ourselves of the Holy Spirit. Amen? To be the most spiritual, you have to have the most Holy Spirit. All right? We need to pray then for the Holy Spirit like never before. The Bible says the dragon was wroth with the remnant of the seed, with with the woman, and went to make war with the remnant of the seed, which had the what? The commandments and the? The spirit of prophecy. They had a measure of the spirit like no other. That's why Satan was angry. Amen. So the Bible says every man put the water, put put out the good wine. So in 1798, when America came up, did they put out the good wine? Because they came up like it? And then when men have well drunk, what are they gonna bring in? That which is worse. Amen. But God has a people. Filled with the good wine. Amen? And we're going to take that wine to the governors of the feast. And they're going to taste it. And this is going to be that that good wine is the law of God. Amen. Amen. And the church is going to hear the Sabbath as they've never heard it before. That's the good wine. That's the cleansing of the sanctuary. When the sanctuary is cleansed, when the water pots are clean, Christ fills them up with good wine. Amen? And that is what we have to take to the governor of the feast. So we'll close here. Um, I think time is up. And by God's grace, I can get to continue. Um, These some nice thoughts connected with it, especially this next portion uh, titled The Cleansing. Because then you go, I'm going to go into really what um, this cleansing uh, more of what this cleansing is and how it is done. But we must understand, it is extremely important that we understand the 2,300 days. Not just understanding the time, but we must understand really what it means for us here at the end of the world. And it, re- it means that Christ is really, really, really cleansing us. I, every time I think about that, it brings a smile to me. He's really cleansing us. That, that he's, man, he's really taking something away from us. And replacing it with good wine. That's really what he's doing. And this is what the 2300 Day is designed to bring about. That we, must, we understand that since October 22nd, we're in this time that's sweeter than honey. We're in the best time in earth's history. Ever. And it's only an increasing sweetness. All the way till Jesus comes. So let us avail ourselves of this cleansing, right? Let us lay down our, our, our lives that Christ may come in and cleanse us. And he has to cleanse us down to the backbone, right? Because that's what, that's what the sanctuary teaches. It hurts. Have you ever opened a chicken? Have you ever cut the top of a chicken and then open it? Oh, man. You should, when you do that, you, you hear all the bones crack, right? Because every animal, that's how they do them. They just they cut them down across the belly, and then they tear it apart. That's how you get to the backbone right? It's not, it's not, it's not nice. You could hear it. Even though it's a dead animal, Christ is doing how we are alive. It's going to hurt, right? It's not like it's going to hurt. But if we surrender ourselves to that hurting, it's a painful detachment as well as attachment. Amen? He is the chief surgeon. If he breaks a bone, he's going to mend it. Amen? So let us, let us stay the course. Right. Let us realize that what we have—not much people on planet Earth have it—but we don't treat it as such. We need to treat it differently. What we have, man, we have. We, what we have is an understanding of how to get to heaven. Men don't have that. So we need to treat it for what it is. But we also need a burden for those who don't know what it is we have to take it to them. Right? While Christ is doing a work in heaven and we know what he's doing, we have a burden to take the scriptures to men so that they too can know what he's doing in, in the heavenly sanctuary. Amen? Shall we close with a word of prayer? Gracious loving uh, and everlasting Father, we thank you, Lord, for these explanations that you are giving us, Lord, of your work and uh, how you are cleansing uh, our hearts here on earth, Lord. We, we, we ask for forgiveness, Lord, uh, for failing to recognize the things that, that are taking place, Lord, failing uh, to understand that you are doing a work for us, Lord. And much of that condition, Lord, is because of the sins of our fathers. And we confess, Lord, these sins, Lord, that uh, much error has been allowed to come into your work, Lord, that, that have caused us, the children, to go astray. But Lord, we ask for forgiveness uh, for, for the evil works that have taken place. And we pray and ask, O oh Lord, that you'll help us to redeem the time. Please be with us now at the end of the world. Help us to, to take up this message, Lord, with great zeal and and, and with fervent prayer, Lord, uh, that we may be cleansed ourselves and that we can point men to the way of cleansing for themselves. And we pray, O oh Lord, as we go through the Sabbath day, that the presentations that follow would would, would add. Lord, to to the things that have gone forth before. And we pray and ask these things in the precious name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.